0: It's your girl P-A-T-R-I-C-E. Yeah, that's me. Coming down with some extra cheese. Cheese on my bread. Yeah,
1: I like it, buttered, please. What about you? I can't freestyle, so I'm going to go just like this. Y'all, he got nervous. He got nervous when I started off yeah, like like, <laughs> <laughs> like, where is this going? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> is this like the 214 version? You know, the... The uh,
0: Shout out to Dallas. Um, and shout out to Fort Worth as well because that's where we Funky Town, where we reside. Do we
1: still say that?
0: Nobody I'm from says Funky that. Town. You better not say that if you are from Fort Worth and somebody asks you where you are from, just please say Fort Worth. Please have some coos. Funky. Uh, um, don't say the eight one seven. Don't say the six eight two. Don't say none of that. Um, I think uh, Arlington folks still have a little bit of pride when it comes to like Reppin' A City. They'd be yeah. like, I'm from Ag, like, I've heard a few people like within the last few years say that. Um, I'm from Hearst. Yeah, nobody says that either. So, um, Hearst, <laughs> <laughs> Texas. Be proud of where you're from and who you the came from, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're back with uh, episode four. I'm going to put my foes up. <laughs>
1: Cause I'm up. Foza. Foza <laughs> for episode four, four.
0: Right, I'm. Um, so we're here for episode four. We have a lot <laughs> of interesting topics. Um, listen, we have had so much creative room. Um, to just it's expand our, off the wall right, like y'all, like imagine, like whatever is inside of a lava lamp, like that's been us because we've been quarantined. So, um, yeah, y'all, we about to just go off. Yes. On ones and twos. Like, mm-hmm. think of this as like the resurrection of Trick Daddy. Like, think of this as like. Kirk... What resurrection? He ain't resurrected. <laughs> think of this. Roll with me here. Think of this as like Kirk Franklin with just the album by himself, like him singing by himself. Like, oh, no, no. No and the family, just yeah. Kirk Franklin. <laughs> like, just think about.
1: No quiet, no nothing.
0: Think about, the like, if you've ever Kirk. seen a T.D. Jakes um, sermon before and how he literally thinks in sound and color, think about the sound effects. That he comes up with. When I open my Bible. Like think about just every single off the wall.
1: That's a that's like an inside, inside joke. No, it's gonna be on there. I'ma find it. <laughs> oh they love that. they love that okay keep um, going.
0: but anyway, y'all we have um a lot of topics um we've been quarantined, like I said um, my husband's working from home. I'm a teacher, so I work
1: downstairs.
0: Yeah, like, he literally goes downstairs to go work. Um, I I don't have work to go to right now. Um, so, we've had a lot of time and opportunity to work on some things that are near and dear to us. Um, I have to say shout out to everybody who is at home. I mean, I don't mean that like in a good way. but I mean it in a good way, but I don't mean it in like hey, it's a good thing that you are at home due to the circumstances as to why you're at home. This is not cool for anybody. Um, this is an experience that I don't think any of us have experienced before, young or old. So, real quick, just um, not to highlight too much on the coronavirus. We're not going to break down the different things that are going on as far as the coronavirus, but um, be safe out there. Definitely be safe out there. Enjoy some much-needed you time at home. Work on some things around the house. I mean, look if you got if you want to tear your fence down and build it up again, like now's a great time to do it. So.
1: With that being said, today we want to just dive in straight into the business section because you probably at home twiddling your thumbs, being like, what's next? What's what next? do I do? What do I do and how do I take it to the next level? Maybe your business was strictly in person mm-hmm. and there is no working from home or for you. Right. But there's always something you could do to enhance yourself, build yourself up, whether it's reading a book, whether it's uh, watching a movie, Speaking of that, we were watching the Madam C.J. Walker movie on, uh, series on Netflix, which was awesome, by Plenty
0: the way. Plenty of spoiler alerts, but guess what? Not too many spoiler alerts because we know all y'all saw it because all y'all been at home all week.
1: Right, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, I highly suggest that you actually tune in and see what it takes to get it there. That was in, like, 1920s, I, I no, believe. No, it
0: wasn't even in 1920s. Yet. It was, like, the early 1900s. Right,
1: so, like, that was back then. You can only imagine as we've evolved how many... How many people are still not using that same formula, which is going out there and representing what you got the best way you can with your story?
0: You know, I would actually argue not that I'm trying to argue, but I would say that business actually should not and shall not be formulaic. I don't think that it should be. I think that there are like some key necessities needed in every business, but you don't necessarily have to build your business from the ground up in the same manner that someone else did to acquire um, the same level of success. That that
1: wasn't what I was meaning. What I was meaning is the effort being put behind Mm -hmm. the grind, the effort being put behind the precisionness of the brand that she was trying to create Mm -hmm. the numerous amount of hours that it took to get what was essentially, somebody else's idea
0: right? and
1: ride that all the way to the top, that other person may so, have not done the same.
0: So, this is some real good to y'all. So, in the Madam C.J. Walker story, again, spoiler alerts.
1: If you don't want to listen, this is the time for this part.
0: I'm just going to go off of the very, you know, I'm just going to assume that you already seen it because everybody has been at home. So, um in the story of Madam C.J. Walker, she worked for um, a woman, um, she was trained by a woman who had a product called the magical hair grower, or it was some wonderful hair, wonderful hair grower, I believe is the exact name of the product. She used it for herself because she had hair breakage. Then she was like, Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I'd love to work with you
1: to um, be your worker.
0: Right. And again, um, this is based off of the movie we saw. Um, when I did a little bit of research afterwards, I realized that there were some, some things that were kind of, um, like fictionalized based off of different characters. But the truth of it is, pretty much, long story short, um, that Sarah, Sarah Breedlove, um, that she worked for somebody that they did not want to work with her in the capacity of partners. And therefore she took the, um, she took the. What am I trying to say? Is it the recipe or she took the? She. How it, was did, the,
1: it was the ingredients. She the took, ingredients. She took the ingredients and pretty much made a newer version for her because right. it's in the new right. uh, <laughs> and, a new label. Right. Uh, she created
0: a new label and created a entire um, empire based off of this product. And she, I mean, she didn't copy the business. She pretty much just took what would push the business, which. Honestly, she just took one product from that thing. So she didn't just the whole time, she wasn't like, oh my god, they're doing it over there? Let's go put this over there. Like she took one thing, she launched her business and then blase, blase. Alright, so this is in like 1902, right? Um, and she built this grand corporation, this factory. She's has these sales agents who are going out door to door. She's, she's getting contracts with um, retail stores. It's big. Like it's big. Even if it was happening today, it's big. Um, So what we were going to talk about a little bit is as business owners, are you allowed to take the creative license? of? Because we know that there's absolutely positively nothing new under the sun. Right. Are you allowed to take the creative license of something and make it better and create a better brand
1: or a better business? Why not? Why not? Like, why not take a t-shirt, a regular t-shirt, and put your idea, your creative process, there's nothing new under the sun, like you said. The Mm t-shirt is blank. Mm -hmm. It's a blank canvas. And you create your design, and you put it on a t-shirt, and you sell it. Mm -hmm. The t-shirt didn't change, Mm -hmm. but the words and the creativity behind it did. Therefore, the prices on the t-shirt change based on who's selling it.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think that, you know, two people could sell the same type of Kool-Aid, and somebody's going to buy somebody else's Kool-Aid based off how they package it, how they sell it and everything else. Now, I see both sides of it. One, um, ethically speaking, I do think that like if that was today, Madam C.J. Walker would have been in somebody. You know, she would have been in somebody's courthouse because that is illegal to steal something
1: from someone. Um, so how, how could she be in a courthouse Courthouse when there's no evidence? It's hearsay. Even if she admits to stealing something doesn't mean that it's actually illegal,
0: well, I'm saying ethically it's wrong.
1: Ethically? I mean... Yeah. It's
0: ethically it, yeah, wrong. Yeah, ethically, I, I, it is not like... It's one of those wrong is wrong, right is right type of things. And now, I'm not saying like, was it a bad business decision? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying was it um, was it a smart business decision? I'm so not saying that.
1: Define define ethics in your own
0: Ethics order. mean that universally... Like, we don't... I could go to China... Maybe not China. (laughs) I, I could go somewhere in Africa and it is understood that if I smile at somebody, I'm a friendly person.
1: No, that's not true.
0: Okay. If that's not true, let me go here then. Ethically, if I go to Africa and I spit in somebody's face, that is disrespectful. In Africa, in China, in New York, in Texas... In Mexico.
1: But that, that's not... In Antarctica. But when we're talking about... Bi- okay, we're, we're, we're going Wrong off. is wrong. Right. But I'm saying when it comes to what she did, right? What she was trying to do is to create her own empire, her mm-hmm. own brand. Mm-hmm. And that's like, man, I saw the Nike shoes. Mm-hmm. I really like the design of the soul.
0: That's to be inspired. That's being inspired by right. another
1: brand. And she was inspired. She
0: was inspired so much that she copied.
1: And what's wrong with that? (laughs) I'm just What's ethically wrong with her copying because she didn't take the thing and resold. She didn't resell the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. She resold it and came back with the money and was like, hey, I can be a good seller. Mm -hmm. And I'm dark. You know, I know I'm, you know, pretty much. I know I'm not mulatto. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the words they were using in the movie. Right. Uh, But I sold 20, 20 jars. Mm hmm. Like I could do this, Mm -hmm. but the other person already had a perspective of what worked and what didn't work. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to even try the hypothesis, Mm -hmm. according to the movie.
0: According to the movie, so
1: I don't know what happened in real life, but according to the movie, this is what happened. So we're gonna stick to the movie, not the real life, because I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you know, she was like, you know what, you don't wanna, you don't wanna do this. Cool, like I'm gonna figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. So she moved to another city. She Mm -hmm. didn't even stay there to compete. Absolutely. She moved to another city and started making up her own little portions and build
0: from the ground and build up.
1: from the ground up she i don't think she ethically did anything wrong
0: i don't i don't think it was fair for her to take an ex- already existing recipe now if she took took it and did something different with it like i'm gonna change that's what the we levels did. here that's what we don't know and that is what we don't know so that is the question we are posing is it okay to take creative license Something that already exists. We know nothing is new under the sun. We sell coffee. Coffee has obviously existed before
1: our our
0: great, 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 great grandparents existed, right? Like we know that coffee has been here, um, but we choose to sell it differently. And so I think that in anything that you choose to sell um, or do a service behind or whatever the case is, like it's all about your branding. So we're going to talk a little bit about branding.
1: So I believe branding is just an extension of who you already are and what you're representing. So if you go to uh, a Nike outlet or a a Nike manufacturing place in China or any any of these other places, what you're going to find is that they're all going to have the same uniform. They're all going to talk the same language, which is Nike. Nike is the language that they speak. Nike is the, the company that they represent. Whether they have small businesses, big businesses, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nike is what they live, breathe, and actually work out of. Right. So when you're creating a brand, it's, it's yes, you have to have the story. But the branding part of it is that can somebody recognize what you are offering based off of looking at your logo? If I go past McDonald's. When I look at the artists, I know I can get me a Big Mac. I know I can get me a uh, something from the dollar menu. I know something about them without even actually going inside. Mm-hmm. Because they've been put in my face so many times and I've tried the product. Mm-hmm. And now that we're evolving into the the, the 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 generation which is everything is online, everything is accessible. Like mm-hmm. kids know what Amazon is before they know what a store is. Mm-hmm. It's important To always be in front of the next wave, the next thing. Remember when people were advertising on MySpace? Mm -hmm. If you were advertising on MySpace and you didn't move your advertising from MySpace to Facebook, you got left behind. You were
0: behind, yeah. Absolutely.
1: So I think, to me, branding is more about the brand that you're creating and less about you. Unless you are the actual brand.
0: Right. It is less about you, but I think that people buy into it because of who you are.
1: Right. And the story behind it. Right. So it's less about, oh man, that's a cool guy and I really want to just buy their coffee. It's more about, that's a really cool guy, that's a really cool uh, marriage but you know I see the effort that they're putting into their business I see the I see the grind I see the the momentum like I admire and I'm inspired but what by what they are doing not by oh man I just like them right. because people are liked there's people who have millions of followers but can't sell one t-shirt
0: there's a double-edged sword to that as well because um I believe that sometimes people can buy from you or want to, you know, just support your business because of who you are. We don't want you supporting Hustle Blends because it's a black owned business. We don't want you supporting Hustle Blends because you like who Tweety and Patrice are. We don't want you supporting Hustle Blends because of anything specifically having to do with us. We want you to support Hustle Blends because of the product. product.
1: And the service. Absolutely. And, And how it's presented to you. If you didn't know us, would you still buy it? And, and, and it's a challenging thing to look at it like that as a business owner, because in the early stages of branding your business and putting it out there to the public, what people are going to do is poke holes. Absolutely. And they're going to see what looks right, what doesn't look right, what you did right. And, oh, man, and still maybe you will not get your flowers when you begin, because at that time, the people who are seeing it are people who already know you.
0: And there's a chance that you may never get your flowers to your face as well. Yeah, it's you know? okay. I think that one of the the biggest things, um, we want to feel secure in anything we do. Like, we want to feel secure in who we are. We want to feel secure in our career. We want to feel secure in our business. And so, therefore, we do look for... Um, we look for the flowers and we look for to be, you know what I'm saying? To be applauded in a way. And some people are going to do that and some people aren't going to, but the people who don't do it, don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not cheering uh, for you when nobody's around, you know, or like if they're in front of somebody else and they're asked or approached about it, that they're not singing your praises necessarily.
1: Right. And I think when you take out the emotion, I've heard it, I've heard this so many times, from like successful business owners, when you take out the emotion in business and you just focus on the business, what happens is that there's a shift in that the emotion doesn't equate into the progress. A lot of people, it's an emotion of like beginning, starting, um, launching and and growing your business. And you feel like this this rush, this high of like, I, I'm doing it. I'm in here. Yeah. I'm in the ocean. I'm rowing the boat. Right. But like, once you get like five miles in, it's like, I'm in this thing alone. We in this, like, I don't <laughs> see nothing else.
0: Right. And we either row or we sink.
1: Right. there. There's two emotions that come in. Is like, do I act out of what people say or do I do what I'm purposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that you can do as a business owner, if you are listening, is to separate the emotion so that you can get to the work. Right. Because that emotion will stop you from actually creating the brand and promoting the brand because somebody said they didn't like what you got. Not everybody's going to like what you have.
0: And that's okay. And in this particular moment, you know, where everything is so uncertain when we have no idea what is to come next. I think that in the silence of this moment is the best time to rejuvenate your business. Like um, Tweety said before, if you have a service-based business where you literally have to be in people's face to make it work Think about different ways that you can make it work. Think about don't think about you know all the the things that we tend to get emotional about. Not that these things aren't valid, but it's important that you know how to pay your bills if you're a full time entrepreneur. It's important that you you're able to keep getting sales and keep getting booked and and keep doing this and doing that in order to sustain who you are. That's important. And though and the more we think about those things, the more we can unwind. Um, and, and just kind of unravel and, and become a mess. So in this moment where there is pure silence and there is a lot of chaos out there, you can separate yourself from that. Listen to God and then see where this direction, the direction of the business can go. If he started you up in this business, he is guaranteed to complete a work in you. If you are a believer of him.
1: Amen. I I completely understand that. And, And it becomes hard to see, um, from, A perspective which is I had all this and I just lost everything right and we're seeing a lot of small business owners being like I had everything that I was everything that I was working for is gone where do I go from here so I challenge you to look at it from a different perspective that this challenge that's being presented in front of you is not to break you, but to make you. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to mold you into being a better business owner. There should have been money put aside. There should have been things put in place for emergencies. That's what I'm looking at myself, personally, and our family and I'm like, okay, there were things that needed to be in place. Thank God they were. Mm -hmm. But Now looking at it, it could have been better. It can continue to grow. You could have more in the savings, even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're just working. Mm -hmm. There should be a plan B outside from your one job. There should be, you know, savings. There should be uh, emergency savings. There should be something. Mm -hmm. And now that you are experiencing something like this, I think it's important to go back and be like, okay, where did we miss that step? Mm -hmm. Where did we not learn from our errors? And how can we grow from this? Because it's not going to get any better as far as, Challenges showing up in your life. Right. Unexpected challenges. Right. But you have to be prepared still.
0: Absolutely. So that leads us to our faith topic. Um, we really are just really wanting to discuss faith over emotion. Um, I think it's so hard to to. Like if faith is not a set, like an instinct to us when we are faced with challenges that lets us know that that's a clear indication to me that we're not practicing or flexing that muscle enough. Um, The more we lift the weight on that muscle, the more we strengthen that thing, it becomes second nature to us to respond in faith to certain situations. Now, listen, every situation is not cookie cutter. Every situation is not one of those boo-boo cuts that's just on the surface. Some things cut a lot deeper than other things and not even to minimize those things, but as you're growing in your faith, make sure you're writing down those scriptures. Make sure you're spending that quiet time with God. I think now is the most important time when we have literally all day. I saw somebody post a meme like, man, I done took like 12 naps today and I done ate like 15 snacks and it's still today. Like literally just understanding how large 24 hours is and what you can do with it. Spend that time with God.
1: Um, I have a scripture for that, and we all know it, but I love the different way the words were used. We know that faith is the substance of things hopeful and, 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 and the evidence of things not seen and the evidence of things not seen. And the what? The evidence of things not seen. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, faith is... Uh, um, This is the Amplified version. I I love how it came across to me when I was reading it. It says, now faith is the assurance. What it means by assurance is a title deed, a confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. So as you are seeing things break down in the world, I want you to know that the one thing that you can always grab onto and hold onto is your faith.
0: There's a lot of things you don't see as well.
1: Right. You as don't see as much as
0: you do see. There's just as much that you don't.
1: Right. You don't see how it's working for your good. Yeah. If you asked me a month ago that corona coming or 2 months ago if corona coming, like would I still be in a place of peace or in place of uh panic? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. And I would have told you like I really would have been in a place of peace because I know how God is so good. I know that he he doesn't work like we work. We we look at things in a in a one-dimensional way and God is like in 3D.
0: And we almost convince ourselves that we can prepare for something like a world crisis. No. There okay. are people who are listen, like we all in the house. Let let me make that very clear. Rich poor Rich poor it homeless. don't matter. It does not matter. Bill Gates is in the house. Tweety and Patrice are in the house. Your mama is in the house. Your granny is inside the house.
1: And if they're not, they should be. Let me tell you one thing. I've realized that we also have this crazy idea of what faith truly is. Mm. Faith, faith, to many people, they think it's irrational. But I tell you that faith is rational. I have to cross through the Red Sea. This is what Moses is telling God. (laughs) How do I cross the Red Sea? God is like, okay, I have a way, a rational way. The only way is to get through the water. So use this. Spread the Red Sea. So it's not irrational. Mm. And I believe that people are taking it to a rational level and not taking proper measures. Right. So going out there and be like, Corona ain't going to get me in the name of Jesus. like I'm not saying that it's not. Right. But I'm saying don't tempt God and don't try to do things that are going to put you in harm's way. Yeah. So even if you do contract Corona or you do get sick, And God doesn't heal you doesn't mean that God is not real. Mm -hmm. It just means in that situation, God said what he had to say and that's it. So as we're growing in in, in understanding what faith over fear, faith over anxiety, faith over depression, uh, depression, faith over over isolation, isolation, faith over uh, uh, so many different things, just put faith over it. You don't have money. Your business tanked. Your your 410K gone 410K is gone. Everything that you built is gone. Faith will still trump all the things that you're thinking is gonna make you become the person that you are destined to be. Absolutely. And God is really sitting down people and He's reminding them that He's in control, not the followers not the people that you thought was helping you run your business and take it to the next level God is saying like this is the season for the Saints right. this is the season for you to rise up if you right. are a Christian entrepreneur to be bold to be bold to be creative to create the movies to create the TV shows to create the things to remind people that Jesus is going to come again absolutely that to absolutely. us this shouldn't be fearful this should be a time for rejoicing yes because we're seeing that God is is giving us all the signs that we need to know that he is coming back again
0: and he loves us so much that he let us stay in the house.
1: Right. (laughs) We could have been outside.
0: You know what I'm saying? Still having to go ahead and clock in and everything like that. So, guys... We are getting to what seems to be everybody's favorite topic. I'm um, not not favorite topic, favorite section of the podcast, which is like our relationship part of the pod. Right. Like, um. Everybody. We're
1: gonna do an extendo this time. We're gonna extend it out so y'all can get a deeper look at our personal lives, a deeper look at what God is speaking to us us as individuals, as a married couple, and also just like little things like like the other day when we were talking about the dating.
0: I think okay. The specific question I think I asked Tweety was what is something you would never if we were to date again what is something that a, a woman can or specifically me because I would be the person he's dating um yes. where yes, yes. that would be an immediate turnoff and then I said well my thing was that he would wear that would be an immediate turnoff for me so did, did you want to go back over those okay,
1: that I, I think that's I think that's one Is relatable. Is that too much for TV or? No, it's not. Okay. I think it's, it's it's good to have these open conversations. One, not to be like, oh, Tweedy's gonna date to... no, I'm talking about dating Patrice and she's talking about dating me. And we're analyzing how this could be assist you and you're you're looking for your, your your husband or your your wife, whatever. Um so go over the question one more time
0: so the question was what is something that someone could wear on a first date that would make you definitely not want to go on a second date, or would give you Mm -hmm. okay the better question was what kind of insight does um, what someone is wearing give you about who they are as far as a first date goes so my, I, oh, go
1: ahead my first no no with to Patrice was like if you're not dressed modestly like if you're dressed like you are going to be on the side of the street with your fingers up like asking for the next car ride to take you home like that was a no no for me like I, I, I want you to look a, a certain way like I was like I like I like how you look but I don't want you to dress Unmodestly to the point where, I mean, I want you to look like Michelle Obama, not Meg Thee Stallion. Based off of my preference of my wife, like it, even in that dating phase, like I didn't want you to look like everybody else. I wanted you so to be I modest.
0: Did, I mean, but how would that person know that? Well, I guess it, that's, that that's it's point. a it's a major indicator of who they are. Right. right. So That's, my-
1: that's going to tell me if there's a second date or not.
0: My um, no-nos, if what some, what tweety would wear on a date that would make me question who he is as a person, is one a hat um if you are wearing a hat i am extremely deceived <laughs> you
1: can't see my
0: faults. <laughs> because i'm like that's just kind of one of them things like you hiding what you hiding
1: i'm hiding a neo forehead
0: like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like let's say like we were to meet online or something so your profile picture you had a hat we FaceTime you got a hat oh and look lo and behold <laughs> on this first date you, guess got, what? A you, you got a hat on All right, I just I I, I don't trust it I just don't trust it If so, if you are going on a date with ladies This is a free tip, this free game All right If he got on a hat in the picture if he got on a hat on FaceTime And he got on a hat when you go on that date Girl, don't go go back Okay Um,
1: No, but don't let that be the major indicator Because some people just like hats Some people are hat wearers Some people like. But
0: you hiding something
1: What you hiding for
0: look you can so. be a hat wearer i could like wearing you know booty shorts like but this is not about what people like this is just about who we think you are um and another thing for me was cargo shorts i feel like if you wear cargo shorts nobody needs to have that many pockets what are you doing um another thing for me is if your car um inspection stickers out now listen, I can't throw too much judgment out there. <laughs> I personally cannot, but
1: <laughs> we're talking about back then, uh,
0: you know. You know,
1: because um <laughs> anyways, let's keep it moving. All uh, right,
0: let's keep it moving. But there were some questions that um, fell into our inbox um, concerning just different relationship topics we should answer this week. So we are going to take a look.
1: Drum roll. <laughs>
0: That's not it, that's not it, that's not it. That's not it, that's not it. I sent it to you.
1: Yeah, this is what you sent.
0: Okay. So the first question was, does God-fearing mean husband-slash-wife material? So um, this topic came about, um, so obviously when women... Or I think that there's like a shadow and type of man that a lot of women are willing to entertain. Like, if you know you're in that place where like, I'm looking for a husband, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of, you know, you tune your ears to hear for certain things. Like, oh, he talked about God. Okay, I'm going to listen some more. Oh, he talked about this. Okay, he got a job. Okay, I'm going to listen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we kind of just filter out all the foolishness and then we just kind of listen for what we want to hear. So... The question is, is God fearing, does that automatically equate to husband and wife material?
1: Uh, Sorry. Repeat the question because that's going to be hard to edit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is God fearing, is someone who claims to be God fearing, like let's pretend like you go on somebody's Instagram page and on the bio it says like God fearing. All right, and oh, then the
1: proverbs, woman.
0: <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like that, obviously, if a male is looking for a woman, but if a woman is looking for a male, um, he said his is like God fearing man or something. I like could say that.
1: whatever I want, but my actions have to prove that.
0: But I'm saying, are you closer to entertain them in the husband and wife? They know that category.
1: Men know this. Men know what. Men know what is going to captivate you as a woman. To want to know more about them They know that If you're looking for a husband The first thing some, uh, that some women Not all but some women are going to look for Is are you God fearing mm-hmm. But saying that some Just typing on your bio saying I'm a God fearing man And all your photos Do not reflect that
0: But that could be the, just those those three words Could honestly like just Open the floodgates for them
1: Absolutely what I'm saying is that you can't lean on words you have to lean on actions, right? That if you're saying you're Proverbs 31 woman, but you out here mm-hmm. doing whatever mm-hmm. does not mean that I should trust your words. You should trust somebody's actions and what they're going to do in real life. Mm-hmm. And if, if this is somebody you're willing to entertain, one, I would say that have a conversation first of all, all right? Like don't type it. Like check for the fruit actually yeah check for the fruit and have a conversation and see are they really talking about what they talking about because you get on the phone and he'll tell you something about God but it might not be your god right 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 because I mean the de- de- <clears throat> the, de- the demons fear God so when you're saying you're God fearing I mean everybody fear God yes, so this is true. what exactly do you mean behind that right? You can't take a little scripture, a little word that you know, and just go out and start um, promoting yourself as a a man of God. Mm -hmm. I believe that it's important for women to stop looking for certain characteristics out of a man off of their bio or off of the pictures that they have and actually get to know somebody in real life. Or if you found them there in, in this digital age get to see them in real life and look at their actions. How do they treat their mom? How do they treat their brothers and sisters? How do they talk to other people? Because if they talk to them like that, I guarantee you they're going to talk to you like this too.
0: Right. So what about, um? so that's for women with, you know, seeking men, but what about when men are looking for a wife and they are saying, oh, I want a God-fearing woman and they just are looking for the, I would say the um, <clears throat> the attributes of a God-fearing woman, but that does not necessarily mean that woman is God-fearing.
1: So how, this is one thing I never understand. How can we talk about God mm-hmm. and us fearing him and mm-hmm. us reverencing him, but we don't go and communicate to him about what we want? Wow. Well, <laughs> <So laughs> That's you're, great, to You're, me. you're yeah. communicating to Instagram and Facebook yes. and all these other yes. things about yes. what you need and what you want, but you're not going on your knees Really praying to God, God, I'm looking for a husband. I'm looking Mm -hmm. for a wife and I need direction. Mm -hmm. And God will present you something that does not look like what you are looking at on Instagram or on Facebook. And you overlook it. And you overlook it and reject it and wonder why you ain't found nobody. Right. It is not even you that's the problem. It's your mindset that's the problem.
0: Wow. Come on. Come on.
1: You're looking for a perfect... Picked Ken doll. That's what you're looking for, really. You're looking Mm -hmm. for a Ken doll. You're looking for something to be attracted to. Yeah, somebody that, you know, is hitting all the little notes that you wrote about what Mm -hmm. a husband should look Mm -hmm. like, what a husband should talk... I'll tell you this. I am not the man today that I am based off of just, oh, man, like, you know, I just was... You know, I just hoped and I prayed and here we are. No, like, me and my wife, or my wife, rather, like, really working with me and we working together to really talk about certain things that are uncomfortable to get me to a place where I could be vulnerable I could talk about things I, I usually in the past wouldn't talk about and build up and start preying on things to become the man that I am it doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. and I think that people are looking for a, a ready-made project a man who has every, oh, they got this kind of credit score. Oh, they got this kind of, oh, and they ain't, they ain't got and no ain't baby And ain't none mamas. of that going to
0: reflect your marriage.
1: Right. Ain't none of that going to reflect your marriage. So <laughs> when God presents you your husband or God presents you your wife, I guarantee you one thing. It may not look like what you had thought. It may not even sound like the way it thought. It might not even come in the height that you thought they were going to be in. You might have wanted somebody six five and above or somebody six. Hey, whatever whatever your preferences are on that Ken doll that you've created but at the end of the day I'm letting you know this and if you're a man it's not going to come in everything that you thought of but the most important thing is that God sent them
0: mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm.
1: not you sent them through a, a DM <laughs> and now y'all are dealing with all kind of issues because it wasn't really God
0: so another question we got is um, can you actually have it all in your relationship?
1: Absolutely. You, I
0: absolutely agree with you. You
1: can have everything plus more because having it all is based on what you guys want, not right. what the world, what the world wants.
0: wants, not what somebody wants for you.
1: Right. And yeah. it's not about the pictures. You know I get so it it gets so funny sometimes because people base your marriage and all the things that you're you're currently going through based off of the pictures that you take Mm -hmm. or based off of the (laughs) the posts that you make right you know and i think it's important to really say that that's a lie right that true marriages are not about the like our happiest moments are not going to be on instagram
0: you will never catch those
1: the, yeah. the happiest moments happen randomly when we're sitting down drinking coffee or sitting down talking to one another late or at in night. the middle
0: of the night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and just making jokes on things that we saw like it, it's about really companionship about serving one another. That's what marriage is to me. And for us, I want to lead us in that marriage. And you want to find a man of God who can lead you. As a woman of God and vice versa, you want to find a woman of God who can be beside you, who can um, help you in those areas that you are weak in and to grow that and mature that and water that that becomes the most important thing. Right. Rather than everything else that's going on.
0: Another question. So that feeds into um, what you just said, babe, about just pretty much. Yes, you can have it all in your relationship. Um, but a question that comes up specifically among women—I doubt very seriously—men have this conversation: Is it better to have a spark or stability? Is it better to be with someone who is exciting and you want to be with them because they're cute and they fine and they this and they that, or is it better to seek out someone who is stable?
1: Um, I believe that this is up to your own discretion because uh, sparks die.
0: Th- yeah, they do.
1: They start and they die. Like yeah. if you ever lit up a lighter or uh, started a fire, like it'll stay up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when it dies, what happens?
0: Right.
1: But stability is consistent, right? Right. It never changes, and if it does, it's going to tell you it's changing.
0: But a lot of women aren't will will argue that they are not attracted to stability. And I know.
1: So- <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know this. <laughs> You're talking to, you know, like J. Cole was saying, Mr. Nice Guy.
0: Mm. Okay, so how has life been for you as Mr. Nice Guy?
1: Um, Prior to meeting you or, like, meeting you?
0: Because, like, I, I, we've actually never had this conversation before. Like, you're Mr. Nice Guy. I didn't know that was your title before, before I am. you started that. And I was homegirl.
1: Yeah, I'm I Mr. Nice Guy. Like, you know, oh, man, like, great conversationalist, uh, kind of cute, want to be around, but eh, too nice.
0: Mm. i was homegirl
1: right was
0: never taken too seriously oh yeah she's funny oh she's smart we, we could talk we could talk about some things but uh now nah, she ain't my type
1: right so uh, i mean not really friend zoned <laughs> mm-hmm. but really put in a place of like uh when i need you i need you when i don't i don't like that mm. kind of you know like that kind of relationship and i feel like when you are looking for a partner, you're not just looking for somebody you can lay down with. You're also looking for somebody who can um spark your mental, you know, whatever right. bandwidth right. or spread. Uh, I almost said spread. There we go. <laughs> 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 spread your mental bandwidth, uh, yeah. figuratively, literally all that. And I, I believe that it's important to uh, really love somebody to the point where you could just have those conversations. If, if you can't have a conversation, what else can you guys have?
0: I'll definitely say that. Um, godly love, covenant love right. is 100% do- Covenant love is marriage. Like, let's be clear about that. Like anybody else who like, you don't have covenant love, but you are married on paper. Like you are just literally in a partnership. How people say, oh, that's my partner. They, they telling you where they at with it. Yes, we are partners in the sense that we get things done together, but we are 100% in a covenant marriage, a covenant relationship, um, and we have covenant love. Um, and that is God's love. That is that is what God wants for us: seeing the best in one another, not keeping a record of wrongs, being Amen. patient, being kind, not being envious of one another. Um, you'd be surprised just how many people are laying in bed with people they are jealous of, laying in bed with people that they want to, they don't, you know, they don't want to outdo them, laying in bed with people that they, mm-hmm. they just don't trust or they don't, you know, what I'm saying? They are just simply attracted to because there's only so much attraction out there
1: right and that's the number one key when i talk to a single man is like if if it's just about the oh man she looked good or oh man i just i just really like when we are doing what we do and like it becomes so it's like a one-way street Mm -hmm. that's the only thing you guys will connect with right that's as far as it goes right and and you can't build on that
0: so do men do men seek out a spark or stability? Are they attracted? Do, do men even look at a woman and be like, "She's stable. I want that." Like I feel like that's yeah. a that's what women say.
1: Really? I mean, older men. I I believe that. What? We were watching my six hundred pound life.
0: Okay. It- <laughs> Shout out to the
1: plug. She Shout knows out, who yeah, she is. Yeah, the, the plug knows. Jay, you know who
0: you
1: are. Yeah. I'm call you up because thank you, thank you though. This has been a great show because it's teaching me a lot about mindsets. Yes. Um. So there's a man in this show. Where um, he is literally mooching off of this lady because she can't help herself. Mm. So he is her helper. Mm. He will feed her. He will cook for her. He'll do everything but pay the bills. So he's looking <laughs> at it like <laughs> And tell her to
0: lose weight. He'll do right. but that too. yeah,
1: Because <laughs> it's like the weight is associated with you being unstable right. and I need you to be unstable but stable enough for my needs. His need is that I don't got a roof over my head. Right. So his stability is like, dang, okay, this is a come-up. Wow. And a lot of men do look at women as come-ups. Really? Absolutely. Really? Oh, man, she does what? Oh, okay, I'm in there. Then I'ma sit. Like, I'ma get in. Gonna have a kid or two. I'ma sit for a little bit. She gonna help me with whatever I need and I'ma dip out. So is
0: that a safe bet to be, for, for men to believe that? Like what of it about a woman will make you believe that?
1: One, it could be how she handles herself, whether she's a business owner, whether she has a career or something going on for her. And he or he may not have that for himself. He might mooch off of her. And I think for a lot of successful business women or women, period, they look at that as a threat. Like, I can't date nobody who's not doing what I'm doing.
0: mm because
1: Mm. uh i mean are they gonna try to run off with my money i got a house you got a house and they're like no okay we can't even talk Mm. i got this you ain't got that and that becomes a mental blocker Mm -hmm. of like even finding out like maybe he's not in the same field or maybe he's not rich but he has this to offer you everything Mm -hmm. else
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. but you've canceled them all but is
0: everything else enough ladies is everything else enough? I think that question. so many times we overlook, like, you know, everybody has their deal breakers. We talked about deal breakers before on this podcast. Um, and there are things that you absolutely don't want to deal with. And in a lot of cases, things that you probably should not deal with just based off what it is. And so are you willing? Because one, let's remember, we're not perfect. Like Let's remember right. that we come with our bags and it's ho-hum and as sweet as we think we are and as low maintenance as we believe we are, we're a project to somebody, you know, and it's not that we're into, we enter relationships to fix one another. I think that I tell my students all the time because, you know, a lot of young girls are very convinced that, you know, I could change a dude if he's into this type of lifestyle, I could change that. No, you can't help him out, right? No, you can only influence somebody (laughs) and you aren't even in control of the influence that you have. You may influence people you may never know about. You know, that's for everybody out there. That was just free game. Um, but listen, you know, we can't change anybody, but let's just be patient and see what un- unveils and unwraps. There are things that like, I didn't learn about Tweety, even though we literally will sit up and talk about everything. Like there is literally no holds bar. We'll talk about everything. But there are things that I just simply didn't learn about him until they came out. Like until they, until the, the situation presented itself for things to just, just come out. And you are like, oh, Oh dang!
1: Because think about it, like, how do you go through all the memories of your life and try to showcase to your partner, right. Or to your—I'm not even going to use that word—to your wife or to your husband, and and over time, all those memories will pop up. Like today, we talked about things that we may have not talked about. Like, oh man, this is my childhood. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. You're like, oh man, really? I didn't know you
0: were the nice guy. Right. I mean, I know you're a nice guy, but you're—I mean, you're the person I mean,
1: guy for me. I thought I was. <laughs> I can't you yeah, Look, I don't know who's listening. I can't say wholeheartedly. That you were actually the nice guy. You, oh, that's right. just the title you was claiming. To me. Oh, okay. To me. Like, there's a lot of nice guys. You know what I'm saying? Nice guys think they nice. Uh, <laughs> this is for the guys. They'll catch it on the way home. Okay. I thought that I was a nice guy. That I was here to assist people. Maybe they thought I was in a relationship, but I didn't know that we was in a relationship.
0: Oh, so I was a nice
1: guy. I was there to assist you with wh- whatever was going on, and then you keep going. <laughs> yeah, so nice.
0: So was that because you didn't desire a relationship with that person? Like I, I find I think that what women struggle with sometimes is like how how could you. You know, sit here and and wipe away my tears, <laughs> and be here to listen to my every, you know, my every burden, my every plea, mm-hmm. and not like me. Like who deals with somebody and not like them in that capacity? And then
1: those were my unsanctified McDonald Day meals type of.
0: Oh, they bought you days. McDonalds.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. Wow. Uh, but this is so degrading.
0: <laughs> is but,
1: but I think it was a mindset to be on to to really be real is that there is there are people who should not be married true and there's people who shouldn't be in relationships mm-hmm. and sometimes we want something to work out so bad that we put ourselves in situations that are not supposed to be for us mm-hmm. that we force somebody to look like the husband that we want and, mm-hmm. and, and
0: or the wife that we want. Wow. And
1: in between baby one or two, we realize I can't make this person be a husband. So I then what make- do
0: you, What do we suggest they do at that point?
1: At that point, it's too late. You're not going to make somebody do what they don't want to do. You can't make a man get on his knees and, and give you a ring. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that.
0: That leads us to, okay, so I'm going to make this question twofold. Okay. So one, how long should someone date before they get engaged? All right. And the second question is: How long should someone date before getting? Um, before. How long should somebody be
1: engaged? Okay. Before so, they get married. Um, I'll start off with the first question, and maybe you could tackle the second one. The first question, um, I believe that it's up to your discretion because we watched that show, the pod, mm-hmm. and it was literally like six days. He's and, talking about
0: blind Uh, the, I was about to say the blind side. Um, uh, love is blind. Love
1: is blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're in the pods and all that. And you saw that some people had a genuine connection after they saw each other mm-hmm. of like, oh, man, I can get to know you. Mm-hmm. I want to know you. I'm not just here because you look good or mm-hmm. because you it sounded good in the, in mm-hmm. the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm here to learn more about Patrice. Mm-hmm. I want to know what makes her smile. I want to know what what I can do to be a part of her life.
0: I think one of the first conversations you should have with someone, because I'm I mean, and I'm talking about when you are grown and you have identified that you desire marriage, is you should talk about like, hey, do you want to get married? Oh yeah, you
1: said that off the rip. Like and
0: and not in a way of like, Hey, oh my gosh, you like orange juice? I like orange juice too. You wanna get married? Oh, this is
1: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: you're not saying that, like you're asking, like, hey, I desire marriage and I desire to date to be married.
1: Do you know when, uh, when, when men, um, have daughters and their daughters are grown and then the, the daughter brings a man home, mm-hmm. what is what is the first question the father is going to ask the man is going to be, what
0: are your intentions? What are
1: your intentions for my daughter? Mm-hmm. Meaning that where is this going? Mm-hmm. What's the location? What's <laughs> what, where is the goal? Right and a lot of men will be honest and be like I do not know. Mm-hmm. If you hear I do not know, it's time to run. Mm-hmm. Because at that point what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What what are you doing with somebody who don't know where he's taking you? Right. What right. are you doing with somebody who doesn't want to know? Mm-hmm. Like at least even ask you like you know what I didn't know where this is going but like let me I'm like, I'm gonna come back and ask this person that I'm with. What are your intentions right. for this relationship? Right, but Y'all since I gotta we, know where you're going, right? So I'm hearing, I'm hearing so many things nowadays where, oh, we ain't got no labels, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we good, mm-hmm. you know, we got our kids, we mm-hmm. good, and right. we over here, we don't need marriage and right. all that. Right, it, and I'm like, and some people truly don't desire marriage. That's what they say. That's what they say. Th- that's, that that's that's what exactly they say. what they say. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's the truth. That's just what comes out the mouth. Right, and I think it's important. That it's okay if you desire marriage and to tell your partner off the rip, hey, I'm we're cool and everything, we're gonna see where this goes, but I'm telling you my intentions when it comes to dating as a woman of God. Yes, or yes. as a man of God as a mog and a wog is marriage. Yes. So I believe in Jesus Christ. You can tell that off the rip. You'll yeah. see how... See how many dates yeah. you'll have.
0: Yeah, you can... Yeah, I believe in Jesus yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. I
1: believe that I should not be... Uh uh, participating in, in uh, sex Pre-marry, before, ma- yeah, yes. sex before marriage. I believe that I, I I I deserve a man who has these qualities. This I desire family built right. after
0: Christ. I desire my children to grow up knowing who Christ is. I desire these things. I desire a man who can lead, uh, right. lead the household by hearing from Christ. You
1: go, ha- you to empty out them tables so fast, and then you'll have the ones who'll be like, "This is a challenge."
0: Mm-hmm. And they'll stay around And they'll anyway. stay
1: around just to see if they could break what you just said. So, before you even put those things out, make sure you're standing on them.
0: Right. Make yeah, sure...
1: Yeah, make sure you believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure you really believe it. Right. So, that when somebody right. who comes and looks like your Ken doll... Right. You can identify the characteristics from the actual person and be like, okay, okay you look like this, but you act like this.
0: I remember, um, like, years ago, like, when everybody was kind of um, coming into... Uh, like when women were starting to come back to God and I know Heather Lindsay, she was leading a movement just about pinky Primus, about being pure, about waiting for your Adam and everything like that. And a lot of women saw not saying that Heather Lindsay was wrong in what she was preaching, but a lot of women used that as a moment to say, if I just turn to God, I will get a husband. Like, if I just do this, I will get a husband. It was like a if-then type of situation. And so I think that it, what Tweety said was absolutely right. Like, make sure you believe. Right. <laughs> make Because if you're so new to it, like, if you're so new to faith and you're so new to this new lifestyle and God everything first. like that, it don't, I mean, it's just one thing that could shake you up. And then all of a sudden you, you looking at God, like, why would you do that? Make sure your relationship with Christ, make sure Christ is your first husband. Right. Make sure you're catering that relationship and nurturing that. And you really know that you were called. Not not, but not that you were called as if if you were called, but knowing that you have been called, knowing that you have been chosen for a time like this, that you have been called by your name. He knows your name. Like making sure you're in your word. Um, because you don't want nobody to get out here. Like it's a, so many tempting things
1: um situations where Lustful people situations yeah
0: they're like oh man okay i'll get you up out of that church
1: skirt right <laughs> it's a challenge like i said men don't look at when you say I, I believe in jesus and i'm I'm holy and i don't believe in. you don't think they're gonna try mm-hmm. do you know men mm-hmm. like this is a, another challenge and men love challenges they love okay this is another thing mm-hmm. i gotta get you know what I'll go to church with you. You yeah. know what? Right, 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 right. I, I'm going to go with the whole spiel to see how far I, I got can take too. this. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I know exactly what you, I'll quote scriptures. i yeah. pray with you in the morning. Wow. I'll pray with you at night. Wow. wow. Just so they can get up in your drawers. Men will do whatever it takes. Men worldwide think like this when they don't have anything solid to stand on. If you don't have the word in you, you can see it in a man like when they lying about this you can see it mm-hmm. and i'm saying that there's always growth moments where it's like oh man i really do believe now like i really do want to live this life i don't need premarital sex mm-hmm to find out if you're my wife
0: Mm. so let's talk a little bit about that because i definitely um think that that is an elephant in the room um that's definitely something that people in the church
1: outside the church something we just skip over we
0: just don't talk about it and and i'm wondering why um so and out of tweety and i's um relationship we oh god did your mama listen to this podcast
1: Come on, man.
0: Why I got it? Don't, don't come on, man. Me, you come you was, on, man. You was
1: talking. <laughs> you was talking. I'm here to cheerlead and support Ooh, you in the direction. Child. I'm trying to be Charlemagne.
0: Oh, child. Who am I right now? My DJ Envy or Yee?
1: You're Angelique. All right. <laughs> I believe that we have looked at this thing the whole wrong way when it comes to sex. Period. Yeah. Let's start off there. Sex was made for a husband and a wife. Uh-huh. Period. Right. Nothing else, nothing more.
0: Yeah.
1: A husband and a wife. Uh-huh. And growing up, I knew this. I w- I've been taught this. Uh-huh. I've been introduced to this. But there's something that happens to young men. I, I can speak from a young man's perspective. Uh-huh. That this is something that you attain like a jersey on a wall.
0: Hmm. Like it
1: becomes a... A a way of manhood of like in order for you to be a man, you have to have sex with a woman Mm -hmm. in order for you to uh, conquer the next goal into manhood. This is the first thing you have to do. You have to lose your V card. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to. You know, talk to women and be smooth and, 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 and you know, have condoms in high school and, mm-hmm. and be promiscuous and date this girl mm-hmm. just to do this with her because that's what we do because we're 17 and we're 16. And
0: this is just what we do.
1: And, and it, I was never thought, I was never taught that sex has the soul ties attached to it Man. sex has the, the 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 evil spirits behind them that right. you're attracting yourself to what right. that person is going that through. that you're
0: laying down and getting up with right
1: so yeah. what we consider a moment of pleasure and what we consider nowadays as just a body or this the numbers of people i've laid down mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. is really deeper than that because when you start looking at your own issues you'll start seeing theirs mm-hmm. When you start looking at your insecurities, when you become a married woman or a married man, mm-hmm. you will see that you've exposed yourself to something that is not pure.
0: And you've allowed some things to attach to you as well that don't belong to you.
1: Right. So the the we have warped the idea of sex. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we got to test try things before we actually get to buy them. I'm like, since when? Mm-hmm. Since when have you ever been like, Oh man, that's gold, and you're looking at a, a a tablet of gold, and you're like, in order for me to purchase that gold, I gotta touch it. Mm-hmm. No, you gonna look at the gold and be like, that's gold. Yeah, I'm getting gold. Right. But when we look at women as young wow. men and right. men, we have to touch it, we have to buy it, we have to actually tarnish it for the next man, tarnish oh! it. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. So it becomes like I don't care until it's mine. Right. And then when you get what's yours, you're like, dang, why? Why is it corrupted? Yeah, yeah. And why are you corrupted now? Because you've introduced yourself to a corrupted being, a corrupted Mm -hmm. individual moment that you've had with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So the idea of sex doesn't become what you and your wife are doing. It becomes what you and all these other people are doing. Now you're trying to do it with your wife. And vice versa. Wow. And it just causes this drift between a lot of people in marriages. And then you have pornography, yeah. which is introduced to children so young. Yes. And it's co- considered a normal, manly thing. It's
0: considered a rite of passage. Right.
1: That yeah. if you're a man, you do this and it's okay. Like, let's talk about it. Let's laugh about it. What Whether do you you're watch?
0: married or not. Right. Yeah. What are
1: you watching? How do you watch And I'll test, like, Growing up, that was a big challenge for me. Right. Even like going early into our marriage, that was a big challenge for me mm-hmm. because for the longest, this was an acceptable thing by mm-hmm. society standards. Mm-hmm. But learning and knowing Christ, I was able to break those barriers of like, no, mm-hmm. this is not my wife. This is as if I was cheating. This mm-hmm. is something that's is, ca- is causing me to sin against God because I'm sinning against my own flesh. Mm-hmm. And I believe we don't have those conversations with our young men. Yeah. At both women and men, men are not yes. having those conversations. Oh, he a player. Right. That's how he dressed. He dressed like his daddy. That's mm-hmm. what he. And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're setting them up from a young age. Over sexualizing. Right. Our kids. For yeah. them to know what sex is or yeah. what sexy looks like. And like you're five. You shouldn't have lip gloss on. Yeah. You're, you're four. You shouldn't be sagging. Yeah. Like all those things are are very are, are corrupting our youth to the point where they're having sex at even an earlier age than right. a lot of us right. do. Right. They're having sex at seven and eight, right. and they don't know what to do with that yeah. once they get to fifteen because it's like I've already been doing this. Yeah. Then we have kids having kids. Yeah. And then we have diseases going around, and, and it's rampant. Or rapid because we're not really. Understanding what the word says about this one thing, about sex, Mm is a gift for man and woman. Yes. For a husband and a wife. And if you don't believe that, I challenge you to read your word. I challenge you to uh, really assess what you gain from exposing yourself to certain people um, when it comes to sexual relations who are not even there to stay.
0: So what if someone would say, I have met someone that I know I'm going to marry? And that is why we engage in premarital sex.
1: I still think that's wrong. And I can speak from our standpoint of when we were engaged Mm -hmm. and we were, you know, having our little boo-boos here and there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people put that whole, we just never kissed until our wedding day. Right. That was not us. We we never had sex before marriage. I'm not here to shame you. I'm not we're not here to uh, right. condemn you. Right. We're not here to say, oh, man, if you are. Or having, you should
0: have done it this way. You yeah. No. yeah.
1: I'm here to educate you on what I what we should have done. Right. Right. Is wait mm-hmm. until we were married before we had sex. And I do regret us. Taking it there because I can only imagine how much better, right? It would have been if we had if waited. we just
0: waited. I remember so many times, like even though we knew we were going to marry each other, we knew that this was us, and like you know what I'm saying. Like we we looking at our future when we look at one another. It was it was certain we had married, you know what I'm saying. But it was still like so much guilt, like it, no, it was so much conviction. Like afterwards, right. we'd be like, oh my gosh, because like what if. You know what I'm saying? What if now I understand people got different situations, you know what I'm saying? Like people may already have kids and then they decide to get married or whatever the case is. Um, But I think that, you know, if you really are to take a spiritual look at, at the things that we engage in when we are just in different places in our life, if there are some times we could have just saved ourselves You know what I mean? Like saved ourselves for that person because like marital sex is bomb. Like it's, it's guilt free. It's like, I feel like I'm trying to sell a car. Like it's, it's guilt free. You know what I'm saying? They're automatic windows. You know what I mean? (laughs) But, but seriously, like you could end up like busting it open before church and you don't even feel like you would, you know, (laughs) you know,
1: (laughs) but what we're saying is just this. Okay. I highly suggest that when you find your significant other or while you are even in search of it, eliminate the idea of sex yeah. before marriage, eliminate Get to know who they are. because right.
0: Sex can be such a filter, like how sexy or attractive or how much you want that person physically can be a filter on how you see them.
1: Right. You'll ignore all the other things, all the red flags, mm-hmm. whether it's a, whether it's your husband or wife to be, or just a partner or, a re, or your girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, that you'll ignore all the red flags that they're showcasing towards you just because they provide a need for you. Right. And a a lot of men do that. Mm. Well, she crazy, but boom.
0: But yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, and this is one thing I don't understand. How are you able to lay down with a woman and create life, but not get on your knees and give her a ring and give her a commitment to y'all?
0: Yeah, you're able to sit up here and have a baby and be like, we just got a kid.
1: Right. And, and and I know that different situation, different strokes for different folks.
0: I mean, you can hit the panic button even if you got a kid. Right. Because some people desire children, but don't desire... I feel like it's... it's uh, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to drop the mic. I feel like when you can commit to another person um, now sometimes situations don't work out I come from a single uh, a single parent home And sometimes things just don't work out And it's actually best right, um, yes. When two people did not try to make it's it work You right. know what I mean It's, it's right. perfectly fine But um, I believe that if you know That you cared enough about that person um, To create life with them and to you live choose with to, them And you choose to commit to that person You have a greater commitment to your child at that point I think just understanding commitment um, helps people commit to fatherhood. Helps people commit to motherhood.
1: Right. I, I think all this is great because I love the conversations that we're having because they're they're vulnerable conversations, but also open ended.
0: And they help y'all have conversations
1: too. Right. So as you're at home and you're you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh man, like I want to ask a question. Be free or feel free to uh, drop in our hustleblins DM and just let us know. Hey, like I have a question can can y'all put this on the next podcast the next episode and and talk about this right or share your stories share your journey like what you've been getting from these mm-hmm. episodes and how we are assisting you to grow cuz we're we're growing together we'll we're... call
0: it million dollar mail oh I
1: like that I like yeah
0: that. so send us a million dollar mail there's one last double question. m right double m's um listen how long
1: should someone be engaged before they get married? Oh, yeah, we never answered that. I mean, I'm telling... Like, from when we got engaged, I felt like a wave of reality hit not just us, but everybody around us. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, a lot of pressure on, like, well, you have to do X, Y, and Z. So you have to
0: accomplish this before, before you do this. Before
1: you do this. Right. And I feel like, had that pressure not been put, it would have been on way earlier. Right date, you know, but it was just like the the convictions that people were trying to put on us and like this is what we want. This is how we should do it. This is when we should do it. So I'd say that whenever you get engaged, you've already made a commitment that you want to take the next step.
0: Right. Your engagement is not to figure out if you want to get married.
1: Right. Your engagement (laughs) is to say It's to plan the wedding
0: eventually or plan whatever it is you do. That
1: shouldn't be the point where you even like I think pre-marital counseling should happen like when you are when you know it's serious yeah
0: yeah
1: like hey before we, you even
0: get engaged
1: yeah like we just gonna the thing is that is that what we did we did it yeah we did yeah that. we did mm-hmm. you know we knew that we were going to commit to one another we knew that we were uh going to get engaged soon so we might as well take it to professionals right who've been there done that right and know how to assist us and shout out to our apostle for uh woot, Calvin woot. Williams and First Lady Williams for um really helping us in shaping our marriage. Yes. And preparing us for the things like the things we learned like from the first week right. we're utilizing now. Right.
0: right in our marriage. Right.
1: And that's that's information that you can't just get from the street you just mm-hmm. can't even can't you can't even get from your parents mm-hmm. because they don't know how to articulate they might be doing that mm-hmm. but don't know how to put it in words so you can understand it
0: and also it has a biblical basis right and we all know that the bible is truth so it's our time of the pod
1: ad tax i'm gonna I'm get a theme song for this we need
0: some, we need some ad tax um we need like a cha-ching Yes. All right. So ad taxes. is our section of the podcast where we just simply, um, inform you on some things. We're working towards some things that we are, um, we, we've kind of come up on as far as wisdom throughout the week or throughout the day or whenever we came up on it. So
1: you uh, want to go first? Okay. I'll go first. Um, this week I'm really working on, um, focusing mm-hmm. more on finishing the goals that I've set before me um, I have been working on this book for mm-hmm. a really long time like mm-hmm. since 2015 mm-hmm. it's pretty much finished <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's gonna be called the dreamers journal yeah. I'm working on um, the artwork on the cover mm-hmm. and just how I'm gonna structure the book and it's gonna be really helpful for a lot of men and even women mm-hmm. to understand how to uh, write their vision, mm-hmm. how to, uh, take it to the next level and take it to God first yes. and pray over the things that they were trying to accomplish. I remember when we were dating, I used to write on my Bible mm-hmm. about our marriage. I used right. to write about the right. things that weren't even there yet right. and praying over those things and asking God to cover them. Right. And over time, going back and reading the same notes it's that crazy. I wrote from 2015, yeah about God bless our marriage, God bless our house, and we didn't have a house. God bless our children, and our children are not here yet. But being able to say that and speaking into existence did something so great for me and my heart in in having a relationship with Christ to where any time I had a question, uh, I never told you this, but I was walking down... I'm taking a long time on mine, but I was walking down <laughs> TWU campus. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, what are we, I don't even know what, what we're called, pioneers. pioneers. Yeah, shout out to the pioneers. Um, and this one man pulled me inside. and he's like, hey man, like, I need to talk to you about something. It seems like you're about to make a big, uh, you're about to make a big jump in your life. Uh, and you're going to make a big decision. So I need to, I need to read something with you. And he opened his Bible.
0: You told me this. I did? Uh-huh.
1: Uh, cool, great. Um, and he opened his Bible and he was like, "Well, um, read." Uh, I forgot the the verse that he gave me, but he was like, "Read this," and I want you to know that the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And I was like, uh, "Okay." And I I just kept it moving. He didn't know that in my backpack, like I had all these ideas of like what kind of ring to get you, and oh. yeah, and, and I had made the <laughs> commitment that I was gonna work this Uber uber hours yeah
0: he was ubering and working at right to get this ring, ring. <laughs> you know i got that
1: 15 percent. you know at this one, <laughs> i forgot what the place was called uh but it was it was fancy it was a nice fancy little jewelry shop inside of south lake and i remember just the process of getting there so for me is finishing this book putting it out and just seeing what god is going to do through it so that that's my ad tax for the week
0: all right Love that. Um, my ad tax is um, to just simply encourage everybody and also encourage myself to start preparing for what you're praying for. Super simple tweeting. <laughs> um, super simple advice, but just it's also mind. something that we need to um, be practical Way about. Five. Tweety, please. Um, and <laughs> Why are you? Why are you like this? I'm just you, girl. You fine. Why are you like this? Um, but anyway, you know what I'm saying too. Um, you're in the
1: pod, baby. <laughs> Sorry, my
0: bad. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I? I don't even know what I was well, about I threw to say. You for a loop. <laughs> I don't know anyway, start um, preparing for what you're praying for. Start aligning yourself with what you're praying for um, and, and learning more about the area that you want to go in. The in what you have prayed for. Um, Tweety and I talked about how we had like pre-engagement, pre-marital counseling um, to just learn different things that we didn't even know what had, you know what I'm saying? We didn't even know the value of until it came to practical application and there are a lot of things out there that we just need to be prepared for and it is in the word of God and I mean, make sure that you, like I said last week, you're looking like your future. You start to align yourself with the future and get yourself in the room where you are um, amongst people who know what they're talking about, know what they're doing. And that's the room you want to be in. Seat yourself at that table, even if you don't know what's going to be served on the plate. But definitely start praying and preparing for what you have been praying for. Um, get yourself ready. Get yourself aligned. Get yourself aligned with the verbiage of it. Um, I'm also working on a book that I've been working on since 2015. It's crazy how we both started on these double books at the double, same time. right? <laughs> right. We started on these books at the same time, and that's actually when we got real serious in our relationships. Right. Um, so we are producing and releasing these books this year, Amen. very, 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 very soon. My book is called Faith Boss. Um, and it, it is completely about entrepreneurship and the faith journey, all that in, the in between. So it's going to have a lot of practical steps on how to walk out faith and entrepreneurship and all of that good stuff. So, guys, I thought it'd be really cool if we ended the pod this week with a freestyle.
1: Oh, no, I'm not ready. I don't, you know, I don't do freestyles.
0: I just think it'd be funny. Okay, come on. Alright, so it has to be based off of something we see in the room we're in. <laughs> what is, What is that? I don't know. Let's do it.
1: Uh. Oh, I don't know who that is. Okay, so Mexican beat. <laughs> Turn okay. up. Yeah. Uh, tied to the game, I can't never lose. What? Watch on my wrist, it's a timeless piece. Uh, running to the money, million dollar conversations. Running to the money, million dollar conversations, I be. I in Boca tone, get in money zone, everything is gone. Got the golden watch, with the golden shoes, with the golden state. Shooting with the left. Call me Steph Curry. Sabbing
0: in and out like some unsalted fries. You wanna get it, you can't try. I like to eat my pie, patty pie. Where you at, man pie? Yes, yeah, sweet potato pie. You can't even try. Man, I really hate lies. Come on then, get with this prize. Look, I'm named Patrice. Uh, <laughs> what uh, rhymes with Patrice?
1: Uh I don't know. You thought you was going to kill me. But I'm just still on top. I really did. Mask off. Oh, you're ruining my flow. Sorry.
0: Uh, Uh, Mask off like Corona. Man, I own the Homa. Yeah, I drive a Honda.
1: But. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay, okay. Bring me back in. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one, two. Check mic. This me. On beat. Killing everything in the mic, too. Uh, Mike, too. Okay, all you're Shit doing is ad libs. It's not One even two. fair. It's
0: not even, I can ad oh, It's not even fair. It's not even fair. I used to be a
1: It's not even fair to just right. get in there and ad libs. Okay. That's not rapping. All right. right. AK 47 for my real hitters. Right. Writing from the book, that's the real hitter. Uh, Pen game on another level, it's T Witty. Why? Uh, coming from the dome, dun- you know my conscience clear. Uh, that doesn't even rhyme. You a big hater, got a big L. On and your I like baked potatoes.
0: See, I'm on my okay, another we're level. <laughs> <laughs> we're done
1: here. Wha- we're Wha- done. Uh, okay. 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 We're gonna do a Christ bar. All right. Okay. Uh, Jesus. Oh, go uh, ahead, Come man. on, now. Yeah. Uh, one two. Check mic. One two. Uh, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, on my back. Running to the marathon, no Nipsey. Uh, I got money. Oh God. Okay. We All, got right. These. All right. All right. Okay. We go. Okay. We're All done. All right.
0: Excuse me. No, I'm gonna get on this. Okay. All right. Yo, he died on the cross So I could shop at Ross I'm sitting here drinking this water And guess it's Voss Man, you thought you flossed Until you went to that dentist appointment Realized that you had red meat in your teeth Yeah, I'm about it My name Patrice and you ain't gotta say I'm from the east Cause I'm not Okay That's it
1: You thought you bodied that
0: Huh. All right guys. So we are All gonna right. post a poll and y'all have to let <laughs> us know it? who who was I am uh, killing <laughs> This
1: actually might be the intro to the podcast.
0: But we're actually gonna write stuff down next time because I, I actually you I'm know, a writer. I've I yeah, yes, yeah, and I'm, I've legitimately always wanted to be a rapper. I'm an, I'm so, an
1: enthusiast. Is that what they call it?
0: You're in it th- yes, that means you're happy to do it.
1: I, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I used to do this for real, for a dream to be alive. Uh, you know okay. All right. Shout Bye, guys. We love you. The, the
0: conversation has been a wealth of knowledge. Bye. Peace out.